What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Network Marketing Mastery Podcast. This is episode 34, and we're on mindset. We're back to mindset. Now, you guys know that for me, the purpose of this podcast, the purpose of everything I do online is to help you get your mind right, get your feet moving, leverage the right tools to create success in your network marketing business, whatever that may be, whatever your company, whatever company you're in, okay? Today, we're going to be talking about a book, a book that is is one of my favorites as far as uh, duplication, how to create duplication, and how to create success in network marketing, okay? Now, if you're not reading books, if you're not listening to podcasts, if you're not reading books, if you're not doing some kind of personal development every single day, then guys, you're just, you're not in the game, okay? You're not doing what you need to do to evolve because in network marketing and really in entrepreneurship, in life, we hit walls, we hit plateaus, we hit barriers. And the only way to grow, the only way to get past them is to step over them and you have to grow bigger to step over those obstacles. So we need to grow ourselves and we do that through personal development. So let's dig in. Let's talk about this book. If this isn't a, if you haven't read this book yet, I highly recommend it. It's called Making the First Circle Work. It's uh, Randy Gage is the author. And this is a short one, okay? It's, it's like a little, I wouldn't say it's a pamphlet, but it's a little book. Let me check right now and see how many pages of content. Okay, 62. 62 pages in making the first circle work. I literally read it in a day. You definitely could read it in uh, probably faster than me because I'm kind of a slow reader. But um, yeah, it's really good, making the first circle work. So the whole concept of this book is that when it comes to duplication and when it comes to success, the, the place you need to look is at yourself, right? You need to, if you're, not, if you're not having success, you need to stop blaming your upline. You need to stop blaming your leaders. You need to start, stop looking out the window, start looking in the mirror and realize that you are the one who dictates your success. And you may be saying, well, yeah, I get that, Matt, but doesn't my downline matter? Like they do have to work for me to work. And yes, that's true. But if you haven't already learned this truth, you cannot... It's very, very difficult. I won't say that you can't because maybe you can, but it's very difficult to motivate people to build a network marketing. It's very difficult to motivate people to take your energy and infuse it into them and for that to be a lasting thing, right? You have to inspire people. Inspiration is really what moves people. They need to believe it for themselves. They need to establish belief. And for them to be inspired, they need to see you taking action, right? So you taking care of you is going to serve your people more than you taking care of them. Okay. I hope, I hope that sinks in for you. You taking care of you and being responsible for your actions is going to do more for your team than you constantly harping on them and trying to motivate them. Okay. So stop blaming up or down, look in the mirror, take responsibility and do these things in this book. Okay, I'm going to share just a few, uh, let's see, seven different principles here from the book that stood out to me as I was reading it again, and I want to share them with you. The first one actually doesn't come from the book, but I, I think it should be said. The first one is make sure that you're focusing on the, the seven skills that we talked about in episode two, right? Those are the seven skills outlined by Eric Worre in the book GoPro. Those are the skills that are going to, those are the income producing activities. It's what's going to create your, your momentum in your business. Okay. But here are a couple ideas from making the first circle work 
Uh, Principle two that I want to share with you here on this podcast is to start and end every single day with positive programming. Okay. Why is this so important? Well, as you go throughout your day, if you're doing anything for your business, you're going to have some form of negativity probably come up, right? Maybe you'll have somebody who you reach out to who's going to say, yep, I'm not interested. Or you'll teach an event and nobody's going to come, right? I taught many events in the beginning of our business where nobody came, okay? That's, it's going to happen. You're going to have days like that. And that's okay because you're going to have other days where 30 people are going to come or 25 people are going to come or even 10 people you should be really excited about, right? But every day that you're actively in your business, it's very likely that something negative could happen. And so starting and ending your day with some kind of positive programming is really, really important. Okay. Now my favorite, my favorite thing to do for that uh, is, is called the Ideal Life Vision. So it's actually a workshop that my wife and I teach and you create a product um, that helps you to, ev- you use it every day basically to solidify a positive mindset and to attract your ideal life into existence. And you can learn more about that at mapmindset.com slash webinar. If you're interested in that, we go, we have a webinar about overcoming your limiting, limiting beliefs and using this workshop. Um, check out that webinar if you're interested. But some kind of positive programming. It could be affirmations. It could be a vision board. It could be an ideal life vision, but it's some kind of programming that you start and end your day with every single day. Okay. Tip number three here on principle number three. Um, this is one that stood out to me as I was reading the book. And, and initially I was like, huh, why, why is, why is he making that such a big point? But it really is true. It's really powerful. So he says that as an individual in your, in your business, you should be buying a lot of product. You should not just be buying the minimum auto ship of what your company requires. And at first I was like, and I do, like my wife and I, we buy a lot of products from our company because we love the products and we use them in our everyday life. And it's hard for us to keep our order under, under like double what, what our company requires um, because we, we use the products so much. But um, there are a few reasons why you should want to buy a lot of product, okay? First of all, think about how you... Think about how you feel when somebody on your team is buying a lot of product. It's cool, right? It's exciting. It's awesome when somebody on your team is buying a lot of product because you know that they really love the product, right? It, it is a reflection of how much we love the product. So if you, if you love your product, buy a lot of it. It's gonna, and when you serve up, when you are excited about the product, that's going to make your upline excited that you are excited about the product. And you're going to see that people below you, they're going to see that you're using all of this product. They're going to see that you're getting more testimonials because you're using more products and they're going to buy more products. And if you have 20 people under you that are all buying more, like double the amount of product than they were last month, guess what happens to your volume this month? It doubles, <laughs> right? And so if you lead by example, and if you are a, a big consumer of your products, people in your downline are going to see that, they're going to be inspired, and they're also going to want to be big users of the product, right? So just doubling your volume, that could happen just by you doubling your personal consumption and encouraging your teammates to do the same. Now, I don't, obviously, if you are very, very tight on funds, then, you know, maybe you don't double it, but don't be, don't be like so nitpicky that you're only buying enough products to just barely cover your auto ship. Okay. Show people that you really do love the products, show them that you use them every day. And also you should be using your product as samples. If you have a product that can be sampled, 
highly recommend that you buy extra product to sample because your, your product, like Randy Gage says, is your best business card. Okay. Um, obviously we're not recommending that you have a big stock of products. That's not necessary in direct sales anymore because we have modern day distribution and we have the internet and all of this kind of stuff. So you don't need to stockpile product, but, um, it is cool to have, to have a lot of product on hand enough so that you can sample and do stuff like that. Okay. Uh, principle four, go to events. And this is something that it seems like everybody gets to a point where they've gone to so they've gone to like dozens of events and they start to say, uh, you know, I don't think I need to go to that training because I, I already know what I need to know about that topic. I just need to take action. I already know the information. Okay. If you, if that's you, if you've fallen into this trap, I want to teach you five, five reasons that you go to events. One of the reasons is to gain knowledge. Okay. That's one reason why you go to events. It's only one. There's four more to improve your attitude is number two. Okay. When you go to an event, you're surrounded by people that are excited. You're surrounded by people that are most likely positive. Okay. It's the positive people that go to the events. If you want to be positive and be attractive to people that are not in your business yet, people will want to work with you. If you're positive, then go and infuse yourself in a positive environment. Okay. Go to your events to improve your attitude. Number three, change behavior. I've seen over and over again that being at events, even if the information is the same as information I've learned in the past, after an event, I take action. I don't know what it is. There's some kind of magical fairy dust that they sprinkle on you at these events, you know, and and, uh, it makes you want to take action. So it will literally help you change your behavior when you go to events. Uh, The fourth reason is to develop, develop skills. Okay, so you may think that you know intellectually how to do things, how to invite people, how to teach a class, how to how to do all of the things to build your business, but you can develop new skills and you can perfect your skills at events, right? Maybe seeing somebody that's maybe seeing a specific person learn and learning how they invite people to their events, that might resonate with you more than the way you're currently doing it. And when something resonates more with you, it's going to be more authentic when you do it. More people are going to are going to feel that and they're going to want to come. So learning and shifting, developing your skills is really, really important. And you should always be asking yourself at these events, how could I up level? What could I do? What skill could I improve that, that they're teaching here? Right. And the fifth reason is to build belief. Right. As you go to events, you're surrounded by people that are making it happen. You're surrounded by the people that are making the money. And so surrounding yourself with those people, it's going to elevate your belief. And obviously, you guys know I've talked many times in the podcast about how much your belief plays a role in your success. Okay, so that's tip number four is to go to events for those five reasons. And a little side note, I thought this was kind of cool. He says that once you have a hundred people going to a live event like your your company's convention, 100 people, that's when you really hit the big tipping point where big momentum is really starting to happen in your business, okay? So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind as a goal. Uh, Once you have 100 people at a big event, that's really when the tipping point happens. And um, yeah, keep that in mind, okay? Tip number five, invest profit back into yourself and back into your business, so one of the things that, that I see a lot, and I did this initially, you know, my wife and I, we started building our business and we were in college at the time. 
We got really excited because we were making more money in our network marketing company than our jobs. And so we quit our part-time jobs and we started just doing our network marketing business. And that was great. But from a very early point, we were living on the money that we were earning, right? And that made it really hard to invest back into our business. Now, from the very beginning, we have said we're going to set aside this percentage and reinvest it in ourselves and into building our business. But that's more difficult to do when you're also living on that income. I've seen other people in my team who they, they wait to quit their job for a little while, right? Maybe they, maybe they don't ever quit. They just keep working their business part-time and they reinvest. They can reinvest more of that money that they're making back into their business, back into their personal development. And I've seen that make a huge impact on people as they grow. So don't, don't rely 100% on your network marketing income in the beginning. And even if you could, I'd encourage you to wait and to reinvest that money into your business in different ways and creative ways to create more momentum uh, as you grow. Okay, so invest invest your profit back into yourself. Randy Gage, I think he wrote, I think it was the first two years, it was either one or two years, he said you shouldn't take anything out of your business, you should reinvest it all into personal development and in, reinvest it into your team as well with incentives and things like that. Pretty cool. Okay, tip number six he gives in the book here that uh, that stood out to me. Is and this is this is just kind of a this is a mindset one. He talked about how everyone in network marketing they get to a point where literally it does not make sense to continue, right? All of their intellectual brain power is telling them that they should quit. Like intellectually, it does not make sense to keep going. Either they're putting in in the beginning, you know, you're putting in more time than you're getting back in money. Uh, we've had. We've had phases in our business where it felt like it was more emotionally draining than it was satisfying. Just a few phases, like 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 a couple weeks, you know, that usually doesn't last. It's so fulfilling to do what we do. But there's going to be a time where you it feels like it just does not make sense for you to continue. And he talks about how it's really important. I love this quote. Let's see if I can find it here. He says, most people today doubt their beliefs and believe their doubts. And you could choose to believe those doubts or you can choose to doubt your doubts. Okay, so doubt your doubts before you believe your doubts. And if you understand that you're going to have moments where it makes more sense in your mind to quit. And if you realize that that's going to happen, you can make a choice today that when that moment comes, you're going to continue anyway. You're going to if you have the vision, the long-term vision of what you want and how network marketing is going to provide what you want, then halfway through the journey, you're not going to give up on that vision, right? If that vision is solid. So if you're halfway and you're hitting some roadblocks, continue to push through and realize that on the other side is that vision that you've been pushing for. Just keep going. Okay. Uh, the last thing that he shares, and this is just a, an overall great concept, Uh, Number seven here, be the person you want to have on your team. Okay, he has a quote that says, choose to live out loud in color with passion. I thought that was really fun. So at the end of the day, guys, it really does come down to you. You need to look in the mirror and you need to choose to be the person that you would love to have on your team. Okay, you be the person who's out there doing the work. That's going to inspire your team. Your team are going to follow your feet, not your lips. 
Okay, they're not going to do what you say, they're going to do what you do. So go out there, take action, do what you need to do to build your business. You engage in the right activities. Your team is going to see that. They're going to be inspired. They're going to see you rank advancing and they're going to follow in your footsteps. Okay, hope this was beneficial for you guys. Check out the book, Making the First Circle Work by Randy Gage. I'm going to put a link to the book in the show notes. So head on over to the show notes. You can see a list of these principles that I've shared with you. You can see a link to the book and I think you're going to love the book. So I hope you enjoy it. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Next, uh, in the next one, we're going to be talking about placement strategies and principles for your network marketing business. So we all have different compensation plans, but overall, I'm going to share some placement strategies and principles that I think are really going to help you out no matter what compensation plan you're in. Uh, It's going to be a fun episode. Okay, so make sure to tune in. And until then, hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day.